Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's Encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Great, Russell. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Praise God. Thank you, Praise Jesus. God. Thank you, Jesus. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a beautiful morning. We thank you for the sunrise. We thank you we are alive. We thank you for every organ that is functioning in our body, keeping us alive and well. We know not how it functions, Lord. But your love for us keeps us going. You have fearfully and wonderfully designed and created us out of your perfection. And you gave us your likeness and your image, Lord. So when we look at ourselves, we know what we inherit that look from. The maker who is perfect in all his ways and whose love for us is unchangeable. The one who is ever merciful and renews his mercy for us every morning and is ever willing to pour his peace and his joy into our hearts. We share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting. All those that are part of this praying family, all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request that has been made on this prayer group, and those that have no one to pray for them, we offer ourselves, Lord, to stand in that gap so that when we release our faith, you, O Holy Spirit, are able to hover over each of those as well and bless them. We share that same peace and joy with all those that are Christians and have not yet encountered you personally. They don't know you. And all those that do not want to know you. We ask that their hearts be quickened, Father. They might call on your name and be delivered. But as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, O oh Father, our Maker, the Great I Am, the one who is our strong tower, who is gracious and ever so merciful, who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living, the God of overflow, the God of miracles, the Holy One of Israel, the God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet. And we pray in the name of his son Jesus, the one who came to show us how to do it. The one who taught us faith. The word himself through which we receive his principles, his promises and all his prophecies concerning us. The shepherd who when we are with him, we lack nothing. He is the one that came to give us abundance, a life that is full in every aspect the one who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge, the Lord who heals. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of truth, the spirit of life, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that powered his ministry, the same spirit that created the universe. And it is he who now gives life to our mortal body, the source himself within us. So when we pray, we pray to the source. We realize, we understand, and we always remember that he, that life giver is within us. And when we carry the power of that source within us, 
Our lives are no longer ordinary. When we exercise our faith based on the principles he has given us in his word, we know that that same power is in action. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with revelation through your word. We thank you that you have blessed us with wisdom and you give us that gift of your son and your spirit that they make that word ever so more real to us. That word becomes flesh and dwells among us and within us so that when it takes root within our hearts and we apply it in faith, that faith must bear fruit. The fruit that Satan dreads. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer as well. That in every area where we are not bearing fruit, where we are falling short, where we feel weak and out of our depths, you gave us our prayer as a legal channel to authorize you to step in in our affairs on earth. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with food on our table, with a shelter over our heads, that we are alive and well, that we are here in your presence. You have blessed us with angels, with destiny, help us. You show us how to use them, Lord. We thank you for that. You give us your system of advantage through grace, that in every area where we have fallen short, you cover it up and you clothe us with the righteousness of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. And as we begin our reflection this morning, my herald, the power of our words that we speak through this prayer, as I quote Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, and start our prayer with this very prayer, with this declaration, that as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth so shall our words be that go out of our mouth when we make our prayer of agreement, that it shall not return to us empty, but will accomplish for us what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it in the name of Jesus with faith. And today, as you get into our reflection, I just want to touch on one important question. We come to God seeking solutions to our problems, answers to our questions, directions when we are in confusion. But the question I'd like us to first ask ourselves is, have I been honest with God? Have I been honest with God? When we are not honest with him, then there is darkness in our lives and wicked spirits thrive on this darkness of dishonesty. And that is where you get all kinds of suggestions. Any sin that is not confessed or repented of gives the demon a legal right to remain there. Are we telling God the whole truth? Or are we just telling him parts that suit us and the things that will make us feel low, we hide them. 
Just like Cain, we say, am I my brother's keeper? I have no idea where he is. Even when we know, and even when we are involved in that situation. And then you might hear suggestions in your thoughts saying, it's okay to do this. No one will ever know. Or it is common, everyone else does it. And so it's okay. A common excuse you will hear as a suggestion is, you know how it is nowadays. This is the expectation. This is how society thinks and works, by culture, by tradition. And so it is okay to do that. And if they do things that way, should you be doing it? Even if you know, or even if the Bible says, and you know that it is not appropriate. That is a choice you need to make. And if you have fallen victim to it, then have you been honest with God? When you make a mistake, God knows the truth. Nothing is hidden from him. But he wants you to confess it in honesty and not to hide part of it. Let's look at what the Bible says about being honest with God. I'll just take a couple of scriptures. A few actually. 1 John 1 verse 9 is very direct. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not some of it, all unrighteousness. So are we telling him all the truth or only some of it? Think again. Romans 8 verse 1 says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Are we believing the, believing the lie of the enemy who says, oh, you are guilty? When as simple as, when it's as simple as coming before Christ, surrendering to him, when you come under his protection, under his shepherdship, the Bible here is saying there is no condemnation for you anymore. No matter who says whatever else about you and points a finger at you, Christ says there is no condemnation. Let's look at the example of David. He made a lot of mistakes in his life. He was even a murderer, adulterer. But you see the condition of his heart when he came before God. It is captured in his Psalms that he wrote. He came before God with a heart filled with honesty and repentance. Psalm 139 verse 23 and 24. Here in this in these verses, David said to God, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Know it through and through. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. He laid his deepest thoughts bare before God. No hiding anything. He spoke the truth. And that is why God always loved him and had mercy on him. He was a man after God's heart. And he surrendered himself. Despite the mistakes he made, he came before God in repentance. And Psalm 51 verse 17 says, A humble and a contrite heart God will not despise. David knew this. 
And we see how he used it in Psalm 32, verse 5 and 6. When God's hand was heavy over David, that's what verse 4 says. Then in verse 5, he said, Then I acknowledged my sin to you, O God, and did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you, God, forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you, that is, pray to God, while you may be found. That is his advice for us, the faithful. Pray to God while he may be found. Because God forgave him, he says he will forgive you too. David humbled himself before God and with a contrite heart he confessed his sin. And as we have seen earlier, when we confess sins, God is ever willing to forgive. 1 John 1 9. So when you need his intervention, his help, or when you know you have made a mistake, the Holy Spirit often convicts you of that. Be honest and confess like David. Don't ignore or hide anything. Confess and confess quickly. That's more important. The quicker you confess, the easier it is. And the faster is the turnaround, the upliftment. But when you hold on to it, the turnaround is delayed and it also starts to become more difficult because you start getting all kinds of suggestions. The accuser will keep trying to brainwash you against confessing so that you stay within that sin and you stay guilty. That submission to God in humility is where the healing first starts. And when he takes over your problem, then the manifestation of the answer is not far behind. But he expects us to come to him with an honest and a contrite heart, in humility, free from pride, submitting our problem before him and asking for his direction, asking for him to take over giving him permission to take over. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that in our place of prayer, when we pray this day and every day here onwards, we lay our hearts bare before you like David. We confess all our unconfessed sins as well. Lord, we ask for that grace to have the courage to confess it whatever it is that we have been hiding all along, we lay it bare before you. Even those which we dread to tell others, which we cannot share with others, let us lay that before you with repentance in our hearts, serious repentance, so that when we are able to let it go and we give it to you, you cast our sins behind your back and you remember them no more. This is what your word says, Lord, and we stand on that word. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, and those of our families. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, those that are hospitalized this day. We pray for those families that are battling all kinds of division and separation, especially 
the minor little or the minor looking conflicts, arguments, where people live under the same roof and yet do not talk to each other. And every moment of peace that is lost there is a moment of love and unity, of oneness that is lost. We cover each of these families, Lord, that are undergoing all of these challenges. And many of us go through this day in and day out through our misunderstandings with each other as well. We receive your grace, Lord, for each of these families today. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Strongholds of ignorance to keep your people away from your word. To keep them prayerless, to keep them powerless. To keep them in poverty, in subjection, in slavery under Egypt. The Egypt in their lives. And to keep them busy through ambition. The busyness of our modern day life. But there is no time to pray. There is no time to authorize you to take over. And therefore your power is unavailable to them. We ask for your revelation this day, Father, to lighten up their hearts, knowing that we can authorize you. And when you come with your power, that battle is yours. Just like David, we reflect on his battle yesterday. That battle becomes yours when we stay still in your presence. When we come to that battle in your name, not in all our capabilities, in our armor and our weaponry. We go in your name. We pray also, Lord, for our own personal needs and those of our families. And in a special way for all those that are not yet saved. Quicken them, O Father, that they might call on your name. And we know that when they call on your name, they shall not end up in shame, but be delivered. Father, we cover each of these we have raised up in prayer now by the precious blood of Jesus, as also every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. We cover each one by the precious blood of Jesus. We declare the protection by that blood over any evil attack. That anything that comes near within the vicinity of that bloodline that we draw around them, let the fire from heaven rain down and consume that wickedness in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, your plan for each of these, Lord. Let that plan be fulfilled in their lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each one, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, Injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disaster. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith and our prayer, making it a prayer of agreement with each other and knowing that the Holy Spirit himself prays with us on our behalf, that prayer made under an open heaven in your presence, Lord. For you said where two or three are gathered, there you are. That prayer made under an open heaven in your presence is an answered prayer.
encourage those that can pray in tongues, pray in the spirit. Join ourselves with the Holy Spirit and pray with him in the spirit. Please unmute your mics and join in those that are praying for that gift to be led by him. Please release your tongue and your faith. Ask him to take over. Make sure you're asking with the right intent. His intent for that gift is always intercession for others. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ya 
Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for every prayer raised here today, Lord. It's an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. This morning, the, the image that, that the Lord showed me while we were praying was the grains of sand on a beach that God knows every grain of sand. And the words spoken to me were, my people, the spirit searches the very depths of the heart. Come back to me with all your heart. I am your Lord of mercy and love. The scripture that I've been given is from 1 Corinthians 2, 12 and 13. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might understand the gifts bestowed on us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who possess the spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by this reflection, and as well as Brother Savio's reflections that he shares on our Facebook page and on our Telegram group. Please share it first with the one that you know needs to hear that message this day. You know in your heart that this is a message for them. Share it with them directly. Also share it on your social media platforms with others so that your other friends and family can benefit from it as well. Thank you, Lord. And let your mercy and your grace in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us. Lord, let that mercy, that grace and that peace, that favor be multiplied in each of these lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us, carrying our gospel and sharing our testimony boldly in obedience with your will to bring your kingdom to your people. Let us use it for your glory, Father, in the name of Jesus. Be blessed, everyone, and have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you, Thank you Russell. God Thank bless you, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.